0: your time of a great harvest and now we're seeing seven years of a great famine and that's what we're seeing in the story of Joseph right now and how he is like a type in a picture and a portrait of Jesus Christ that's what we're looking at right now super excited about it here we go let's get into the presentation right now so The seven years of great harvest he he gathered that last piece of grain into one of those massive silos and then what does he do now now he's ready to save all of egypt in fact you're going to see he saves all of the world that's what the bible says through what? Through what God's plan was when he was the only one found worthy when he was before the throne after he was raised up at that place of the condemned, which speaks of Revelation, right? Revelation chapter 5, when Jesus took the scrolls out of the right hand of he who sat on the throne and he came up with the plan to save the world, to save the world and his brethren Israel. So watch this. Let's go into the presentation some more. Here we go. There's a Uh, These are actual grain silos they found in Saqqara, Egypt. Uh, Right behind this picture, you can see this massive 65-foot deep grain silo where they found petrified grain at the bottom of one of these. This could be one of the grain silos that Joseph used to store the grain in that time of that great harvest. So here we are. This is a step system that they had to go down to pick up the sacks of grain, many archeologists believe here's a, a better picture of it right here. So there's a drawing on the wall in Saqqara Egypt, and it shows how one person can walk down these steps. And there's these chutes that came off this big grain silo. There was like these tubes or like pipes almost out carved right out of rock and the grain would fill a sack and they'd walk out. So it was like a one way in one way out and they had sacks of grain Pretty amazing stuff, right? That's what we're looking at in Joseph's story. And there's archaeology to back that up. So Genesis 41, verse 53. When the seven years of plenty, which had taken place in the land of Egypt, came to an end, and the seven years of famine began to come, just as Joseph said, right? Then there was famine in all the lands, But in the land of Egypt, there was bread, there was grain, there was food, right? So there were seven years of great harvest. Now we're into the seven-year time of great famine. And by the way, that famine still happens. Uh, It's like a cycle. It still happens in that region. And what it is, there's an east wind that comes, and it's a blighting hot hot wind like everything basically the vegetation just withers just burns up basically and that speaks a lot of what we see in the book of revelation and uh there's the comparisons with joseph right and jesus and the book of revelation and god's plan it all comes together when we understand the old testament that's why we're doing this my friend so let's go right back into this presentation so here we are uh the the famine begins but he has these this grain stored up, its the Bible said, without number, like the sands of the sea. And remember, that was like Revelation chapter 7, where there was a great multitude, which no one could number. So it's so awesome. All right. So then, the, when all the land of Egypt suffered famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh. They cried out to he who sat on the throne. This is much like when 9 11 happened or when there's a great disaster in a country or war, people cry out to God. After 9 11, the churches were filled up in America. People were crying out to God. But you know what the father says? He who sits on that throne says, He says, Go to my son, Jesus. That's what he says. Go to my son. So we're seeing the same picture in Joseph's story. You know, the people were going to Pharaoh and crying out to Pharaoh to save them, right? To give them bread so they can live, so they can be saved. And what does Pharaoh tell them? He says, and Pharaoh said to the Egyptians, he said, go to Yosef, all right? Or Joseph, that was Hebrew, Yosef. Go to Joseph, whatever he says to you, you shall do, and that's what the people did. They went to Joseph, and they were saved. Whatever he says to you, you shall do. Sound familiar? Oh yeah, it does. Right? Mark chapter nine, verse seven. This is the transfiguration when Jesus became. Uh, he he all of a sudden was glowing with his great glory. And it was Peter, John, and James there on top of that high mountain with Jesus. And he transfigured or transformed right before them into this glorious, the, the God, the sun, and all his glory shining brightly. And then they saw Moses and Elijah. And Peter wanted to make a shelter for for the three of them. He said, this is good. You know, I'm going to make a shelter for all three of you. And then suddenly this great shadow came over them. We're looking at that right here. Then a cloud formed overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Right? Just like Pharaoh, who sat on the throne, said, go to Joseph. We're seeing parallels here and comparisons. That's what we're seeing. <laughs> this is so fun, right? And then John 14, verse 6 says, I am the way, Jesus said, and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one goes to the throne except through who? Through Jesus. And that's what we're seeing. This is so good, is it not? And then it's, uh Joe, remember that Pharaoh said, go to Joseph, whatever he says to you, you shall do. And it also, it's a little bit, it rings a bell a little bit like what Mary said. Remember Jesus's first recorded miracle in in the wedding in Cana? And Mary said, you know, do what he says, go to him, do what he says. Speaking of her son, Jesus, and he turned the water into wine. So really cool stuff that we see, guys. I love it, don't you? So Go to Joseph, in other words. Go to him to be saved. And that's what the Father says to you and God says to me and and, and to the Jewish people and all the people of the world. If you want to be saved, you must go to Yeshua, right? That's Hebrew for Jesus. You must go to him. So, when the famine was spread over the entire face of the earth... And this is what we're seeing here. Then Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. And the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Then the people of all the earth came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph. The people from all the earth came to him, not just the people of Egypt. Egypt. And we're going to see how Israel comes to him too soon during this seven-year time of great trouble. So people all over the world were coming to him. All over the planet, right? And then what happens? There's a great famine. The famine's covering the whole face of the earth. And that's what the scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 41. It was the entire world. And now we're looking at Revelation, Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. I wanted to go here because this is the church in church phases in history. This is the one that gets raptured, caught up to be with the bride because we're the bride of Christ. The church is considered the bride of Christ. And it gets they get caught up to be with the groom, excuse me, with Jesus. And they're spared from that time of great trouble. Just like Asenath, right? Joseph's wife, she was spared of that time of great trouble. She was with Joseph in the palace probably the whole time, right? So she had nothing to worry about. While well, this immense famine, this seven-year famine, was happening, so in Revelation chapter three, verse seven, it's, we're talking about the Church of Philadelphia. It's the second of the last churches that Jesus wrote a letter to, that talked to, basically, and to the angel of the Church in Philadelphia, write, behold, I have put before you. I'm skipping down a couple of verses. Behold, I have put before you an open door, which no one can shut. An open door. Doesn't that sound familiar? Right? Because you have a little power and have followed my word and have not denied my name, I also will keep you from the hour of testing or the hour of trial or the hour of tribulation. That hour, which is about to come, right? About to come. It's going to happen fast. And so this famine in Joseph's story was all over the whole world. Nothing was growing. They couldn't grow food. It was a severe famine over all the face of the earth, the Bible says. Well, also we see in the seven-year great tribulation described in Revelation, the same thing. There's a famine described in there as well. So it's upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. But who is spared during that? Yes, the church, the bride of Christ is with him. As as we see in the scripture that the dead in Christ shall rise first and those who are still alive and remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. And then later it says the world will cry out peace and safety, kind of like a great reset, right? Right. But then great trouble comes upon them quickly as labor pains is what 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 5 say. Or it could be second. I, I'm not sure. Look it up yourself. So, hey, well, anyway, my friend, God bless you. Hey, don't forget, hit this playlist right here, how to find Jesus in the Old Testament. And you will get all of the episodes on Joseph and the previous episodes. And you won't miss a thing. Love you guys. God bless you.